Dr. Deb Tribman here. What's healthy? We are, and we are healthy today, and I'm super excited to report that with all of the stuff going on in the world today, the flu, the coronavirus. Um, I was reading an article this morning, and it was talking about um, adrenal dysfunction and um, thyroid issues and all kinds of long hauler stuff from this COVID. And um, I think they were calling one of them a new one called Fluorona, where you get the flu and coronavirus. I was like, oh my gosh, what's next? But I thought it would be a really great idea to start talking about things that we can do to be healthy because we got to have a good solid foundation. Without a good solid foundation, everything falls apart. Think about your house. You got to have a good foundation. If you have cracks, if it's crumbling and water's coming in, and if your roof is falling apart, everything just falls apart. So you want to make sure that your foundation is good, that it's solid. And, you know, when you're overweight and you have adrenal dysfunction, which is what we're going to talk about today, weight loss, weight gain, adrenal dysfunction, and the relationship, then, you know, we have problems and it makes us more susceptible, not just to coronavirus, but to other viruses, to colds and to the flu and to having heart issues and all kinds of different health issues. Issues. So, you know, if there's a silver lining in all this, I think that really coronavirus has, has really helped people uh, understand that you have to have a good health and you've got to have a good solid foundation so that even if you do get something like this, you can be good and strong and healthy. So let's talk about weight loss and adrenal dysfunction, because I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, Dr. Deb, and I hear this every single day, no matter what I do, I'm gaining weight, I haven't changed my diet, I haven't changed my exercise routine, in fact, I'm dieting even more, I've cut my calories, I'm trying to be really healthy, what is going on, why can't I lose that weight? And in my mind, when I start to hear about that, I start to think, okay, what is going on with your adrenal glands, because that will really impact your ability to lose weight, you see, Adrenals um, do lots of different things, right? Your adrenal glands help regulate your blood, um, your blood pressure, sorry, help regulate your metabolism. It even helps regulate your nervous system. So if your adrenals aren't working right, your body cannot function right. Did you hear that? Metabolism, your body's ability to burn that energy and burn fat. And, um, you know, the adrenal glands are these two little guys that live right on top of your kidneys. And they produce many of the hormones that we have in our body. And the main one is cortisol. And a lot of you are like, ding, ding, I've heard of cortisol. Well, cortisol is that one that helps. Of stores that body fat on you. It also is actually in charge of your sleep cycle, your wake cycle, your energy cycle. So these little guys, although they're really tiny, they're very, very, very important to, um, to your health. So I think it's really, really important to have this discussion and talk about what we do and what are some of the signs and symptoms that you might have an adrenal issue. And so let's talk about that. Some of the signs of having an adrenal issue are hair loss. I know that can be a thyroid symptom too, but that can also be an adrenal adrenal issue, extreme fatigue, especially during the day when you're supposed to be up and energetic and be able to conquer the world. You can't open your eyes. You just are thinking about when can I lay down to take a nap? Um, weight fluctuations up and down and up and down and up and down. And then that weight thing, you know, no matter what I do, Dr. Deb, I can't lose the weight. That's another really big one. Um, body aches can actually be an adrenal issue. Um, low blood pressure. I have a lot of patients coming in and their blood pressure is just tanking. And the doctors are like, oh, well, you just must have low blood pressure, but they're dizzy and they don't feel good. And that's not safe. So why is that? It could be adrenal dysfunction. And, um, 
Another thing, you know, people are seeing a lot of nervousness and anxiety that can also be an adrenal issue. So, you know, you're going to see that the adrenal glands are really in charge of lots and lots of different things. And, you know, one of the things that I always like to tell my patients is that diet always influences your health and how you feel. So this is an important thing. Think of that. Diet always influences your health and how you feel. And so these little adrenals, we got to really um, check on them. And they're very, very um, strongly influenced by stress. Stress is one of the greatest sabotagers of your health that there is. So you really want to make um, a, a plan to help manage stress better. And, you know, that can be just as much as getting a better sleep schedule, getting a better workout schedule, getting better quality foods so that you can be healthier. Um, you know, I do uh, get lots and lots of questions about, you know, what do I eat if I have this issue? And what do I eat if I have this issue? And everybody's a little bit different. So I'm going to just kind of go over um, today some of the things that you can enjoy, some of the things that you should avoid. Um, and, you know, here's the thing. Balance is key. In any issue that you have, balance is key. So um, before I get into that, I did get a really great question right along those lines from Albert, and he asks, are there certain foods that I should avoid to keep my adrenal glands healthy? See, it feeds right into this. So yes, absolutely. Let's go over some of the things that you should avoid. Um, you should definitely avoid caffeine. A lot of people think, oh, I need my coffee to wake up in the morning. That is a red flag that you have an adrenal issue. Even if you're just drinking one cup of coffee and is your one cup of coffee this big of a cup of coffee or this big of a cup of coffee or this big of a cup of coffee. So today you don't ever know, right? Is it a tall, a grande, a, um, a venti, whatever it is, you know, you got to just make sure you're not drinking caffeine because that really can adrena uh, address, uh, is it Friday? It can really impact your adrenal function. So caffeine is a huge one. Alcohol is another one. A lot of people say, oh, I drink alcohol. I can sleep better at night. Eh. It doesn't work that way. Actually, people who are drinking alcohol sleep worse. They don't have as good quality sleep. They don't get enough deep sleep. Sometimes they don't hit REM when you're when you're um, drinking and trying to um, manage your health, especially if you're trying to sleep. So no alcohol. Um, another one, kind of a given, fried foods, fast foods. You want to avoid those things because the quality of the food isn't always great when they're doing that. And of course, frying food impacts cholesterol and that kind of stuff. Artificial sweeteners, huge one. Nobody should ever eat an artificial sweetener ever again in your life. That crap causes cancer. It causes tumors. Your body can't break it down. All of you out there who are trying to lose weight, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do, you know, Diet Coke. No, it actually slows down the weight loss because the body can't identify what it is. So it starts storing everything. White sugar, you really want to avoid that. Processed, processed, processed. Um, white flour, avoid that. Process, process, process impacts the ability for your adrenal function, your adrenals to function the way that they're supposed to. So those are some of the things that you should absolutely stay away from, and it will help your adrenals. The other thing um, I wanted to talk about about some of the the foods that you can enjoy that will actually help your adrenal function. And here's a funny one. Oysters. Oysters are loaded with vitamin D3, zinc, um, 
uh, B12, all kinds of different things. So oysters are often a missed little jewel, so to speak, huh? So try those oysters. Uh, they're supposed to be really, really great for that adrenal function. Um, leafy greens, of course, are great in everything and have lots of good nutrition in them. So eat those leafy greens. Avocado, one of my very, very favorite fruits to eat. It's so delicious and yummy, especially when you get a good ripe one. You're like, oh my gosh, creamy, smooth, delicious, and really helps with that adrenal renal um, function. Asparagus is another one. A wild, wild, wild caught fish. Don't get farm-raised fish because they feed it stuff that's not in their natural environment. And then you eat the fish and your body doesn't recognize it as fish. doesn't have as good quality omegas in it. So wild caught fish is a huge one for you. Um, pumpkin seeds is another great one. And coconut oil. Who doesn't love coconut oil, right? Coconut oil is another great one to help support adrenal function. So, you know, Albert, that was a great question. And it helped me give you some foods to avoid, some foods to enjoy. And, um, you know, you just got to really start thinking it's, you know, every year you want to get healthy. You want to um, get ready to start healing. So I always say, eat the best and leave the rest. So think about that. That's an easy one to remember. Eat the best and leave the rest. So I hope I gave you some really great information on adrenal function and weight loss or weight gain. If you have a concern about weight and you want to talk more about it, you know, there are tests that we can do so that we can really figure out the underlying cause. Why are you not losing weight? Is it in fact an adrenal issue? Is it something else? Test the right way test, don't guess, and we can figure out what's going on with you. Fix that and your weight will come off and you will feel fantastic and you will be so much healthier. So I hope this helps you. All right. I'm super excited to be talking about weight loss and hormones. This is such a fun topic to talk about. And I know a lot of people think that when I'm talking about hormones. I'm talking about just sex hormones. And really, I'm not just talking about your sex hormones, which would be things like testosterone, estrogen, um, progesterone, you know, your sex hormones. But I'm talking about other hormones too, like insulin is a hormone, like thyroid stimulating hormone, TSH is a hormone. So, you know, hormones really are impactful in your ability to lose weight, it also impacts your gaining weight and impacts your ability to do all kinds of different things. We have hundreds of hormones in the body. So I think this is something that is super worth talking about because, you know, everybody is, is working on trying to get healthy, trying to stay healthy, keep yourself at a good weight, not just so that you can have good health, but so that you can feel good, so you can be more active. So it takes pressure off of those joints so you don't get so much degeneration and arthritis in your body. So let's talk about this. First of all, with hormones, Balance is key. Hear this again. Balance is key. You want to make sure that all your hormones are in balance with each other. So for example, if you don't have enough progesterone, it might be hard to fall asleep at night. If you have too much estrogen, you could have things like, um, I don't know, dive, uh, uh, weight gain, right? Too much estrogen makes you hold on to weight. If you don't have enough estrogen, you could have vaginal dryness. 
Um, all, all kinds of different things if your estrogen levels are off, if your progesterone levels are off. Estrogen is actually a fat-storing hormone, and testosterone is a fat-burning hormone. And often our testosterone levels are too low, makes us estrogen-dominant, so we're having more fat-storing. Um, you know, uh, Insulin is also a fat-storing hormone. So people who have prediabetes who are diabetic, and if you're actually taking insulin, it's almost impossible to lose weight when you're on insulin. So then it's, you know, if you're type one diabetic, you'll always be on insulin. So it's about lifestyle. It's about exercising. It's about getting your body as healthy as can be, getting your gut as healthy as can be. So you can actually have, you know, as little insulin as possible that will keep your body healthy and, and moving forward and doing the things that it needs to do so you can live a good quality of life. Um, so you don't, you want to really make sure that your, your hormones are in balance with each other when they are, when we, when we test the right way, when we look at all of those hormones, I can't tell you how many of my patients go in and say, Hey, um, you know, to their doctor, can you test my hormones? Even OBGYNs, a lot of them are like, eh, nah, we don't need to test those. You know, you're getting older here. Here's a, here's some estradiol or here, let's put some pellets in without even testing. So you guys are getting hormones that you don't actually need. What we try to do is change your life lifestyle, heal your gut, give you supplements so your body will start producing its own hormones and then you get that balance, which is pretty awesome. So I just want to make sure that everybody knows that um, you can you can change your hormones, you can balance your hormones, and you can lose the weight. What I don't want is everybody just to go on these crash fad diets and, you know, sometimes intermittent fasting works, sometimes intermittent fasting doesn't work, you know, sometimes we have keto, blah, 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 blah. These are all diets and a lot of them are not maintained. Um, uh, uh, you can't maintain them over a period of time. So you do it a little and then you lose the weight and then you gain the weight and then you lose the weight and then you gain the weight. So we got to just look at balancing those hormones so you get off of that roller coaster so that you can feel great all the time. So balance is key. Balance those hormones so we can get that weight off of you so you can feel great. I want to take some time today to talk about blood sugar and weight loss or weight gain for some of you, because it is very, very intimately connected with each other. If you have a blood sugar issue, they might label that as hypoglycemic, pre-diabetes, type two diabetes, type one and a half diabetes, um, type one diabetes, which is autoimmune diabetes. And um, this is all blood sugar issues. So this means that your pancreas is either overproducing insulin, underproducing insulin, that you have too much sugar in the body, that your body is, if you're consuming it or your liver's producing it, and then you have this insulin and the body can't manage it if you're having trouble and if your gut is all mucky. This is the key, making sure that your gut is super healthy. I always tell my patients this, listen, um, listen, Look, go look at a fish tank. Look at a good, beautiful, healthy fish tank. The water is clear and the plants are green and vibrant and the fish, the colors are just beautiful and bright. And you see all these beautiful bubbles and everything looks gorgeous. You know, think of that as a good, healthy stomach, a good, healthy microbiome is what we call it. And then think of somebody who's eating crap and taking medications or taking drugs or doing all this stuff that's not healthy for you. Think of that as a fish tank that hasn't been maintained. So the water's murky and there's fish poop floating around and your fish are floating at the top because they're dying because they're not getting food and they're not getting nourishment and they don't get good oxygen. And just think of that fish tank as a mucky gut. And you don't want to have a mucky 
gut because then you can't balance out your blood sugar. Now think about this. Remember, insulin is a fat storing hormone. So we're talking hormones when we're talking about blood sugar oftentimes. So if you have increased blood sugar, your body will then probably produce more insulin. But you can't just have insulin floating around the body. You've got to do something with that insulin. And um, what do we do with it? We store it as fat. If we, if we have too much of it, that's why we start getting all of that belly fat, especially when we're having a blood sugar issue. So this is really, really important. And if you are one of those people that's taking insulin and you're not type one, one of the things that you want to really think about is how can I change my lifestyle so I can get off of this insulin? Okay. So we got a question coming in from Jenny. She says, what are some of the foods that I should stay away from that can cause my blood sugar to spike? Oh my gosh, Jenny. This is such a great question because I have so many people that ask me this. First of all, overall, what you want to look at is a lower glycemic index choices, right? Lower glycemic index type foods. So for example, berries are lower glycemic index. So that's a really great place to start. You can Google low glycemic index and it'll come up with a bunch of those things and you can look at the glycemic index and pick the, the mild ones, the low ones. But you know what? Here's the thing. Everybody's body processes food differently and processes sugar differently. So you've got to look at how your body handles that. And you know, it's kind of interesting. They have these little blood sugar monitors now that you can just put on your arm and it'll um, measure your, your uh, blood sugar levels. And I've had a lot of patients just buy them so that they can eat a food and then see how their body responds to it. That's kind of cool to do that. Um, so that's a really great way to do it. The other thing you can do is eat some food and then test yourself two hours later. And I don't know, pricking your finger all the time can be really super sensitive. So that's another way that you can do it. But my suggestion for my patients is, you know, stay off the starches, reduce your breads, reduce your rice, reduce your process, reduce your higher sugar fruit, fruits like the, the um, passion fruits, the bananas, those things that are higher in sugar. Um, but again, it's crazy. I have some people that come in and they go, my doc Dr. Deb, I eat green beans and my blood sugar goes up, but I ate a banana and it goes down, which is kind of opposite of what you would think it would be. But that's because that person's body is processing sugars differently. And you know, what we want to do is clean up that gut, fix that all up, make sure you're eating really great, healthy foods, making good choices with those foods. And then, um, your body will start to normalize so that the higher sugar foods, the things like breads and rices and pastas, your blood sugar will go up when you eat it like it's supposed to. And then the fruits and the, the veggies and the leafy greens, and the proteins, it will help keep that blood sugar much more stable. So you're not on this roller coaster either, because that's a terrible roller coaster to, to be on. So Jenny, that's a great question. Unfortunately, I don't have a very straightforward answer because everybody's bodies are so different, but you can kind of test that. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I can help you do that for sure so that we can really figure out what's going on and what foods are good for your body. So hope that helps. All right, all right, all right. We are going to talk about weight loss and your thyroid gland. And this is so much fun. This is your master gland. And a lot of people are like, where is that thyroid? Well, it's a little butterfly-shaped gland that lives right here. So you can actually palpate it. So I always tell my patients, because a lot of them are like, Dr. Deb, I think maybe I have a thyroid issue. And, you know, so we can test for that, figure out what's going on with that thyroid. And they say, oh, my doctor already tested for it. And I say, okay, good. Let me see those results. And, you know, it's interesting. Most doctors today are only testing TSH, which is 
thyroid stimulating hormone with reflux to free T4. That gives us very, very little information. So when you take that functional approach to health, which is what we do as functional medicine practitioners, we're gonna actually test the whole thyroid function, right? TSH, T4, T3, free T4, free T3, T3 uptake, reverse T3, thyroglobulin antibodies and thyroid peroxidase antibodies. I know that's a ton of tests, but that actually tells us what is really going on with that thyroid. And this is so important because I have so many people that are just trying to lose weight and they do diets and they lose the weight, they gain the weight, or they don't even lose it at all. They just keep gaining the weight. No matter what I do, Dr. Dub, I can't lose the weight even when I go on a diet. And I say, you know what? That's when you have to really start to dig deep. You got to test the right way. You got to test all of the things that we need to test for and figure out what is causing you to not be able to lose that weight fix that and then it's crazy because lo and behold, you lose weight. Now, I know a lot of people wanna lose weight because they wanna feel good, but we want you to lose weight so that you're healthier, so your cholesterol numbers are great. And listen carefully, don't confuse that with just because you're overweight means you're you're unhealthy. That's not always the case. I've had many patients come in that have been considered, quote, obese, but their numbers look great, but they don't feel good because they're getting pressure on their joints and their backs hurt and their knees hurt and their hips hurt. So we're talking, you know, when we talk about health, not just the internal stuff, but your structure as well. And this is super, super important to remember that, right? Now, your thyroid is important because being that master gland, it helps with so many things. Like it helps your body use your energy. A lot of people are like, oh, I can't even wake up. I'm so exhausted. It helps you stay warm. One of the red red flags for thyroid issue is being cold all the time. So if you can't modulate your temperature, you can't stay warm, right? It helps keep the brain, the heart, the muscles, and all of your other organs um, doing what they're supposed to be doing, working the way they're supposed to be working. So it actually impacts like every function in your whole body, this little thyroid gland. And it really freaks me out when doctors are just like, oh, well, let's just remove it. You know, if there's no cancer and there's no, you know, problems with it, maybe we could just help nourish it a little bit because I think God gives us all of our organs in our body because we need them. You know, nothing frustrates me more when they're like, oh, I'm going and I'm going to do a hysterectomy. Hey, why don't I just take your gallbladder out while we're there? Oh, let's just take your appendix out too. No, we need those things there. They help your body do the things that they're supposed to be doing. So, you know, thyroid is really important because it is, um, it, is that master gland. And you know what the other thing about thyroid, it is really especially sensitive to triggers. It can be food triggers. It can be environmental triggers. All of these stresses, right? Chemical stress, physical stress, emotional stress, all of these things impact the function of that thyroid. Now, your thyroid could go one of two ways, right? You could have an overactive thyroid where it's um, hyper and so your TSH levels are too low and so you can get things like anxiety and headaches and itchy skin and lose tons of weight. Not everybody who has a thyroid issue gains weight, you can lose tons of weight. Also, you could have an underactive thyroid where your um, thyroid um, is hypothyroid, right? And it, and it produces too much of your TSH. So that is like, oh, you can't wake up, you're, you're gaining weight, your hair is falling out, um, you get morning headaches, um, depression, uh, all kinds of different things can go along with this. And not everybody experiences every symptom with that. But all of these things can really impact your weight. And, um, you know, it's funny because people think that thyroid, you know, in and of, its, in and of itself um, is a problem, but oftentimes thyroid um, is, um, 
really closely related to adrenals. So usually if you're having a thyroid issue, usually um, adrenals are involved as well, especially when it comes to weight. And so, you know, when we look at that, we got to make sure we're not just looking at thyroid, but we're looking at adrenals and we're looking at blood sugar and we're looking at stress and we're looking at sleep and we're looking at water intake and diet and gut and all the different things that together, you know, impact the the function of that thyroid. So, you know, thyroid is so, so important. Um, there are um, some signs that you can look for if you think that the thyroid function is impacting your weight, right? If you're always tired, if you have sore muscles, those are two big ones that says, oh, wait a minute, my thyroid is not working the right way. Um, memory issues, being really forgetful. So a lot of people are like, I just can't. I, I was looking for bank keys. I walk into a room. I can't remember what I was looking for. And sometimes it's really magnified when you're starting to have thyroid issues. So, you know, don't just chalk it off to getting old. Think, okay, what else could be problem? that um, I could uh, look at. Also, you know what? When you have a thyroid issue, you can have increased cholesterol. You could also have increase in blood sugar. These things are really closely related to each other. So if you see that you have cholesterol problems, if you see that you have blood sugar problems, you want to push and really dig deeper to figure out what else is going on um, with my thyroid. Also, you know, feelings of, of being down, feeling depressed, those can impact thyroid function, as well as I mentioned earlier, dry skin. So a lot of people are like, oh, it's winter. My skin's really dry, but it's really more dry than it usually is is, right? So, you know, you want to really, um, you know, look at these things. You want to just take a, take a look at everything that's going on in your body and try to figure out, you know, what's going on and what's related to what, because one of the things that we, we often talk about when we talk about thyroid disease is how thyroid can actually promote insulin resistance, which then can lead to what? Weight gain, right? Because if you have too much insulin, fat storing hormone, gain weight. So what happens is when you have too much insulin, it stimulates your appetite. Then you feel hungry. And what do you do? You go eat more carbs. And what does carb turn into? Sugar. And then what does your body do? Produces more insulin to break down that sugar. Or your body stores the sugar and stores the insulin. So it turns into body fat. And then your body is going to actually burn that stuff because it's so much easier to burn than to burn body fat. So I hope that makes sense. And you can kind of tie some of these things together that thyroid and adrenals and hormone balance and blood sugar and all these things are so closely related um, that when you start having an issue, you want to make sure that you look at the whole person. You look at the body as a whole, not just Oh, you got a thyroid issue. Here's some synth synthroid. Oh, here's some levothyroxine. It gets really frustrating walking into a doctor's office and them saying, oh, you know what? You, ha you have diabetes. Well, here's some medicine to lower your blood sugar. Oh, and here's some medicine for cholesterol and blood pressure. Even if your cholesterol and blood pressure is fine, eventually you're going to have it. So let's just start that medication today. I know I'm going off on a tangent. Thyroid, weight gain, very, very closely related. Look at your adrenals. And, um, you know, this stuff is so prevalent today with all the stress that's going on in the world today. Um, I did have a question come in from Dawn and Dawn says, I'm wondering if my stress level could be wreaking havoc on my body and contributing to my thyroid issues. Yes, 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 Dawn, absolutely. Because stress, like I said earlier, is the number one sabotager of your health that there is alongside of sugar, of course. So yes, um, stress is a trigger, right? And thyroid is super, super sensitive to triggers. 
Food can be triggers, um, all kinds of different things. And because thyroid regulates your metabolism, stress, an increase in stress is really definitely going to contribute to those thyroid issues. So one of the things that I work on with my patients is how do we eliminate stress? Well, I don't think stress ever goes away, at least until we're six feet un under. So how do we manage it better so we can really thrive and not just feel like we're in survival mode all the time? So the answer is yes, we got to work on stress, chemical stress, physical stress, emotional stress stress. Don't forget all of those, right? Medications, drugs, um, driving in the car, exercising too much, not exercising enough, um, new jobs, divorces, babies, marriages, all of those things are stress. So yes, John, get your stress handled. If you need help, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm super, super happy to help. So... I hope this helps all of you who are struggling with thyroid issues and just know that if you get the thyroid managed, weight will definitely come off. So for all of you out there who want to reach out to me and get some extra help with your health, please, please, please feel free to reach out to me. My email address is feelbetteratlakepointwellnesscenter.com. My email address is feelbetteratlakepointwellnesscenter.com. My website is feelbetterhere.com, or if you want to just do it the old-fashioned way, you can give me a call at 770-974-5215. Until next time, wishing you loads and loads of love and light and health and happiness. Bye-bye.